Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Welshie, g'day to you. Very g'day, Tony. Very, very g'day. It is. Last it? episode of the year. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. We've got um, a great interview coming up shortly. Yeah, we, we, didn't, we held back last week's episode because we had this one lined up, so I'm um, really excited. Someone else said they were excited about the interview and they're not here. Well, they're not here, but we're going to have to start because I know that our guest Cam Vale is uh, on Zoom now and waiting to have a chat to us. So I don't want to keep him waiting, so we'll get to him in just one sec. Well, but through any concern that he's not, here. Well, he'll probably come in five minutes or so. But oh. we're going to embarrass him when he gets here. That's for sure. You betcha. That is going to happen for sure. Uh, we get straight into it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, Walshy, time to have a chat to our guest tonight and really looking forward to this because there's something exciting happening here in Australia next year. Yeah, look, um, I I mean, we've got the limited knowledge that we have from the press releases and the the news articles and I thought what better way to get to the the crux of what's happening and how exciting this could be than to to get the man responsible here to talk to us. Let's do that exactly. He was the former COO of North Melbourne Football Club and also the former CEO of Baseball Australia. That's where I know him from. Ken Vale joins us for a chat today. Ken, thanks for joining us. Hey, Tony. Hey, Brent. Thanks for uh, having me. Mate, this is, I think we all got pretty excited when we uh, saw what came out last week and uh, we were straight on the line here to have a chat. But are you able to give us a little bit more information to what people already know? Yeah, so we um, obviously the the big announcement last week, uh, and only one of the people involved, but with uh, with Nick Aldis, uh, Mickey James, and with uh, Conrad Thompson, looking effectively to bring out uh, a version of Starcast to to Australia. So uh, I think that's the easiest concept um, to to run with as far as what we're looking to do, which is effectively, you know, create a real mega wrestling event where we can engage as many of the uh, Non-WWE brands, if you like, and an independent wrestling scene as well, alongside um, you know a real fan engagement, fan festival uh, across probably four days. So, so that will be the benchmark event that we're looking to do in sort of the the last part of 2023. So that sort of October to December period. Um, venue still to be determined. So I know there's um, some of the headlines suggested uh, or, or said regional Victoria. Regional Victoria is a really really big option. But uh, no decision will be made on the venue until probably sort of February, March next year. We think it's a really high-profile event that should um, should secure a lot of uh, interest to from from various uh, locations and destinations to secure. And the other really big part is to which the my three non-Australian partners are really keen to do is to really have a strong focus on Australian wrestling at the event and, and hopefully in the lead up to the event. So certainly the the main anchor event. As I said, call it Starcast Australia. It may stay with that name. It may come up with a new name, but that that really um, you know flagpole event for wrestling fans in this country, con- combining international Australian wrestling um, and a very very strong um, fan engagement focus as well. Just for those who may be listening who may not know what Starcast is, it's sort of a a comic con for wrestling, isn't it? It's like everything to do with wrestling all in the one place. Yeah, so last year with the Ric Flair last match, it uh, it sort of had that that main event match with, I think there was about eight different promotions that were one way uh, or another involved from um, you know Impact, AEW, uh, AAA, those sort those sort of um, wrestling companies. So, but yeah, around the event 
is a lot of uh, fan engagement, which involves um, the existing wrestlers, but also the legends of of the sport. So, and that, that's something that um, I'm really keen to to ensure is part of this. Um, we know that there are you know, a lot of legends out there, and um, and hopefully we will secure a, a you know a real uh, what's the definition of a marquee legend? The legend amongst the legends that will yeah. really be you know that that centerpiece yeah. because I think the legends as we know also attracts you know really high interest I think from casual wrestling fans as well and I think that's what's impressed me with Starcast is that you know it's very much. Uh, suited to your, you know, the fans that are following the sport like us on a regular basis. But because of the diversity, it, it really has that ability to capture casual fans and it brought, you know, kids, family, um, et cetera. And I think it's um, something that will go incredibly well in Australia. And the aim is that it's not a once-off, that it'll be a sustainable event one way or another um, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, remember when we interviewed Greg the Hammer Valentine, yeah. that's when he was appearing at the very first StarCast a few years ago. So um, now Conrad Thompson being involved, he's got a lot of connections and one family connection in particular. Is is that going to be something that you, you know, ask the question about if the Nature Boy would be prepared to get on a long-haul flight? Or Yeah, it's um, it's a good question. So, um, and I... Um my wife might listen to this so i don't my my wife is not a famous uh connected to a famous wrestling family so uh, i won't be bringing any of those connections but um it's certainly uh you know the, the caliber of someone like a rick flair you know i don't want to drop too many names but a bret hart you know those really iconic um wrestling legends uh that i think would would really showcase the importance of the event and in, the importance of the event to Australian wrestling fans. I mean, I've done a lot of work in the last 12 months um, in, in trying to bring this together. And, you know, no matter what wrestling company it is, um, Australia is generally, you know, second, third or fourth as far as the fan base of interest, whether it's, it is WWE or AEW or Impact or New Japan or, or Impact Wrestling or whoever it might be. So I think, you know, and this is where working with, certainly with uh, both well, with Conrad and Nick and Mickey, that the expectation is that wrestlers will want to come and the legends will want to come as well because they know how strong a market this is. And, you know, dare I say, one of my motivations was the fact that, you know, we, yeah, we're a long way away. Uh, although the last time I checked, it's the same distance from Australia to America as it is from America to Australia. And we, we seem to um, do it pretty regularly. So, um, but that, that, focus that this market deserves something like this um and that you know we deserve we do we deserve serious content and i think you know all credit to conrad and what he's done um and his network of uh, people that not just through his podcast but but how he's built um the starcast model and, and other events he's sort of chipped away at as well so yeah it's it's um whether it's rick or, or somebody like that you know the expectation you know i don't want to downplay any legends but though you know there will be some marquee legends i've got to get a better phrase than that but that's yeah that's and obviously what... you won't book him but virgil will be there as well like, he well, goes to I, everything yeah i'm not sure his name <laughs> hasn't come up yet i haven't had the chance to to meet uh, <laughs> to meet that legend but um you, you look you never know right and and as we know in wrestling too the um the the vagaries of who's going to be in the market at a different point in time and then that applies to the legends right so you know yeah. who, who can potentially uh, be locked in but i think you know the network of certainly with with conrad um nick and mickey is is extensive and you know it'll be yeah it'll be a good blend and and i think that's again i think people want to come to australia and this is what's always fascinating me with wrestling is that um you know i think this is a this market can sustain some really strong events but at the same time as you know what's really really opened my eyes in the last 12 months is how strong the local wrestling scene is and you know Tony, you mentioned my time in baseball i mean i've compared what i'm trying to do in some ways is to uh it's you know it's one event maybe there might be a, another one beforehand but it's um you know a market like this should blend the international talent with australia's best and that's what we did with the australian baseball league we have major league baseball players yeah. coming into this market with the best of our national team and emerging players and you know wrestling Australia's just tailor made for to to be a market like that. You know, hopefully more than once a year. But um, yeah, let, let's start with the big event and and go from there. Well, you may not know that we actually ran a wrestling event at the Melbourne Ballpark three years ago. Yes, had yeah. a really good crowd there. It was fantastic. 
Yeah, and and again, the Herald Sun did a great article. But to be frank, that was probably my, you know, as a, someone who's followed the sport for a while, but wasn't really familiar with the the local scene. Um, a, it was a really good event, and you could just see, you know, that the whether people were fans or were sort of a bit of a, a novelty of what wrestling is, it was really well engaged. And an outdoor event, and again, the the standard of wrestling, I thought, wow, this is there's something in this. Now, at that mm. time, I was still in baseball. I wasn't thinking about, you know, yeah. doing anything that was next. But I'm glad you mentioned it because that really was my first taste of, of the local wrestling scene. And, like, yeah, there's, there's something in this. So you've been a wrestling fan for many a year. Do you go back to the uh, the 80s and the 90s? Yeah, look, I'm, um, I think what we've got to be careful with wrestling fans is that we give away our age a lot when we indicate yeah, where we so it's, <laughs> But I will say that the, the sort of Hogan-Andre uh, main event is is you know my my um, starting point my my real interest in it and uh, there's no real family interest in it um, and I'm the oldest of three boys and then um, you know it's just sort of flowed from there and my brother um, Travis has a great saying that once it's in your blood like it's in your blood so yeah. um, then you pass it on and I think hopefully we can infect a lot of people with it, but um, yeah. So back in back in the day, I've probably followed it pretty much consistently. I think I've had my moments, you know, where I've, I've dropped off, but um, yeah. And then I in, I was very lucky in at North Melbourne. We I did an international trip. And I was really interested in sports that were, you know, trying to trying to crack um, their market where they weren't the the biggest player. And uh, I literally, you know. Uh, just fluky connection was able to connect with TNA at the time. This is about 2010, 2011. And then I went from the sort of fan interest to the business interest and going, you know, how is this brand that's at that time the challenger brand to, to the WWE? So I was trying to take back insights into, you know, what could we do at North Melbourne that they're doing well um, as far as, you know, a smaller AFL club in a cluttered market and, and what we do. And yeah, from there, I met some great people who have sort of stayed in touch with them. Yeah, so it's gone from the from the fandom to the to that sort of point in time business moment, mm. which was that almost my crossover from fan into the business side, and then it's just bubbled along until to this point. Now you've got obviously you've mentioned your the people who are working on this with you and Mickey James and Nick Aldis and Conrad Thompson. Um, how important it is to have partners like that? Like how impossible would it be without that sort of support? Yeah, it'd be pretty tough, and it's um I mean it's the the real positives, obviously, their great network of, um, their, you know, their contacts, their resource, their experience in the ring, their experience out of the ring with, with Conrad's um, expertise. So it's, so it's a great blend. But having got to meet them as well, it's also their their attitude and their approach. They're very progressive in their thinking. Um, you know, they want to, to build a really successful event. I think, um, you know, I won't speak for them, but I think, particularly Nick and Mickey have views on how, you know, wrestling can evolve into, into the future. And, um, and I think it's, it is really important because, uh, and I'm no Tony Khan, so, you know, I'm not, um, I don't have the big checkbook. Uh, I have a checkbook, but not, not a big checkbook. So I'm going into the very, you know, um, commercial approach. There's obviously a risk to this and there's the return to this, but uh, quite balanced. And, and I think, you know, having their, that that really key wrestling uh, expertise. Well, and it's very similar to, and I will compare it to baseball and, and hockey, particularly baseball, where you know I was the outsider coming in. Um, I had experience and skills in 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 my um, professional background, but you want to blend it in with the people that are in the sport that want to see the sport you know evolve and, and look at someone who's you know hasn't been directly involved in, in this case running wrestling companies or wrestling events um that they can add their experience and an independent eye but you can't do it on your own even if i had the money i think it's it's they'd be crazy to think that one person can just come in and reinvent something because um you know just as a, a as an outsider without leveraging off the people in the industry and, and again you know i've had some really good support from Australian wrestling companies that, um, you know, are, are really important in this. And so it's a balance of all of it. I think it's it's a mix of, you know, trying to have as many many positive points of difference to bring it all together. And uh, and like anything, you know, you hope the first one goes as well as possible, but it, as long as it goes well, the second and the third and the fourth should mm. continue to grow and, and, and build this really well. Right, exactly. So your, your uh, experience here in Australia will be to deal more with, promotions than wrestlers individually or will it be will you be negotiating 
with individual wrestlers here in Australia? Yeah, so I think the starting, so it's um, sort of the mix with the four of us is, you know, Mickey and, and Nick on the executive producing side of the of the actual wrestling content. Um, and then if you like Conrad, you know, very much on the, the US international and then me on the Australian piece, there'll be a little bit of a crossover as well. And I think being the events in Australia, um, you know, ensuring it has really strong Australian outcomes is clearly my role, but that will, that will certainly lend itself to the wrestling side. I mean, the priority for me, is you know the business getting the right deal from a destination, getting the right outcome, you know, getting that part um, cl- clearly right, but at the same time engaging with you know the wrestling companies and wrestlers and 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 the industry around wrestling in, in Australia and New Zealand. Clearly, the um, the team will leave that with me, and then I'll sort of work crossover with all three of them as to. Um, you know, what the international piece looks like. So, you know, what sort of talent, and it's not necessarily choosing the talent, but, um, you know, as we know, Australia, New Zealand, the Oceania market, it, it is different to mm. other markets and therefore, you know, what works here, they'll be looking for, you know, at least my input as to, you know, hey, Cam, do you think this is a this is the right model um, for, for that Australian market? But, yeah, certainly my, my main focus is domestically and, as I said, I'm, I'm really, I'm actually quite excited to, you know, I work with the Australian New Zealand companies and wrestlers because, you know, I want this to be something that can help showcase this region as well and the talent and the and the promotions because I think it is undervalued. I know we've got some good talent in some of the bigger promotions now, but honestly, like, and I don't want this to be negative to some of the international brands, you know, there's, there's talent here that is the equal of, you know, a, a lot of the... Um, Tell I see, and again, this this is typical. You know, of, of other markets, US is a big market, so you know they they obviously look you know uh, domestically or internally first. But um, yeah, I'm really keen to to try and um, work with what a lot of others have done to make an impact for Australian and New Zealand wrestling, not just at this event, but ongoing from the event itself. Uh, one of the um, beauties of Starcast is the variety of things that do happen, like. You've got the, your roasts and you've got, um, you know, Ric Flair's last match, but you've also got your signings and things like that. Um, Australia's got some unique products um, within the wrestling sphere, like something like a WrestleBrainia that runs at the Comedy Festival and things like that. Were we looking to incorporate that sort of stuff? Yeah, 100%. And um, even though I had a, a lens to what that could be, since the announcement, like I've been shocked at how many if you like, the wrestling groups or associated things around wrestling are in this country and, like, either shot in a really positive way um, from music to comedy to merchandise to, you know, all sorts of different things. That podcasts. Um... Pod, podcasts. <laughs> um, it's, it's like there is an industry here that is, you know, where possible. Like, I'll take as an inclusive approach as, I, as we can because – and we think about it too over – like a four-day event, um, this is important. And it's important to the hosts and the cities because, you know, they want people active, uh, obviously, in the, in the, you know, in the, in the region, but, you know, keeping them um, engaged at these events I think is really, really important. And, uh, yeah, that's probably been the most surprising piece, if you were asking that question, I shouldn't tell me, but I think that has definitely shocked me the most to go, yeah, there's a lot out there. So... You know, how can again that's part that should be seen as part of the industry I, I think you know we this is a really strong country where wrestling can be a a, a very very good product and I and I sense there's a real appetite out there as well part of the push with the you know Nick challenging um you know an AFL or an NRL player is that I do think there's mainstream interest that is ready to embrace wrestling again it seems to go in its cycles and but we if we could you know, put a local touch to that, a, a Australian, New Zealand touch. So I think there's all these things come together to make, as you said, Brent, the variety of star casts is, is what I think makes it successful. There's just, you know, bits for everybody. Takes me back to the days when I was commentating Gladiators and everyone said they never watched it, but we still got 2 million viewers a week. And everyone knew the name of all the yeah, Gladiators. Exactly. <laughs> and I think wrestling is very much, I'm not sure too many people go, to their workplace and admit that they went and watched a live wrestling event. You haven't been to my. Saturday. You haven't been to my workplace. No, oh, that's true. You work in a very interesting place. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of time. There is a lot of 
there was a lot of I think there's a lot more fans out there. Uh, like even just my, the, you know, people have known me, but you know maybe don't know me that well. There was a little bit of a surprise, but then there's a there's almost like a reference point. Everyone's got to point back to mm. it's you know whether it's obviously the you know the the rock type people or Hogan or you know, but then someone else will just they'll plug a name from nowhere or it's um and and part of uh, a group I'd love to be able to connect with maybe you and. The listeners can help with. I'm quite interested in the history too, in the you know the world championship wrestling in the in the seventies here, and because um, you do hear the older generations that you know don't necessarily follow it now, but if you say wrestling, they will refer back to the seventies and when it was on. I think Channel Nine, and it's like there's a whole ecosystem out there, and wrestling is such a fascinating product of its journey. It continues to evolve, and then it may flatten, and then evolves mm-hmm. again, and it's such a microcosm almost of life that um yeah i think uh and, and i detect too there's there's less of the i'm sure it's still out there but the real people that downplay it and you know um you only have to look at what's on tv these days and it's like come on people um you know if you're gonna have a crack at wrestling i mean oh, where would my list start of some of the stuff on tv at the moment Mass, so, probably, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh- uh, the thing I love about it is, and and, and Welsh will back me up here, for a long, long time I've been saying that wrestling needs a, an opportunity for all the promotions and everything or all the wrestlers to get together. And, and, and that's what this does. And I, I just love that, that everyone's going to get the opportunity to showcase their product in one central place. And I think that's that's great. Well, it can only be good for, for the broader um, fan base. And, you know, if you think that... Um... You know, if WWE obviously is the big brand and, and so many people follow that, then, you know, it's it's natural to think that there will be, you know, a fan base from all of that that would be interested in this this product. And one of the interesting things that you know, someone suggested to me um, very recently was that, you know, if you look Australian soccer, right, that's their flavour of the month at the moment, or football, I don't want to, don't want to offend anyone, um, whether it's football or soccer, but the the... You know, when the A-League started, there was almost that, well, we can watch the Premier League. NBL's gone through it. These sports go through it where people point overseas and, and discount what happens locally. But that's really changed, I think, in the last mm. you know decade. Those two sports jump out. Motorsport would be another one. Uh, probably overlooking a couple of sports here. I mean, baseball, we, had, we saw it where all of a sudden the fan base is interested in the Australian product. They can see the connection to... You know the Australian leagues or or events or products yeah. that connect to the international, and they and then they start getting behind. You know, look at the NBL journey now. I mean, whether they're the second best league or or not in the world, they're certainly up there, and they proudly push it and promote it through their fan base that they're they're like that. And I think there's an opportunity here to 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 do, without you know getting too far ahead of myself. I do think there's an opportunity that something like that can be created because our talent does stack up and I can't tell you how big an influence it's been on me to go you know, my, like my kids will want to go to uh, to see local wrestling because it is a good standard and the live event aspect is, as well right like you can watch stuff on TV but you know and wrestling God it's got to be up there with the, the best of the sports as far as you know the live product is just as you know it, it's it's exciting so I think mm. You know, I'm convinced that that appetite is there. Now, to crack that sort of mainstream and, you know, what what else that can mean, I do think we need to leverage a few things. You know, a couple of people said, look, do we really need, you know, know, someone from outside of sport? But, again, if you're a wrestling person, these mainstream people, you know, Pat McAvee, obviously, at the moment, um, Logan Paul, I don't want to get my Pauls mixed up here, but even back to, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. Bad bunny. uh, Bad, bad bunny, like it doesn't. Maybe it's not going to be a football person. Maybe it's going to be something in the in the, in the music or entertainment or, or crossover sort of space. Uh, you know, that, like it it helps. It helps elevate the product when they take it seriously and they're they're really part of it. So, um, and hey, I, I don't know if I can. Who's the Donald Trump equivalent? I'm not sure I can get somebody like that in this country, but um, I don't know they, they might be out. They're there. probably cancelled by now if there's a Donald Trump person. Like, yeah. um. I've got it on good authority that you've been attending a number of MCW shows this year. And um, who catches your eye in the Australian scene when you're watching it as a fan? Um, so certainly the guys, guys and girls that have influenced. Um, and, and I'm, uh, and I'll make it very clear. I'm very keen to. I've seen PWA as well. I'm very keen to see um, as many of the local promotions. I tried to follow it as, and certainly the last few months, as much as I can locally. But through the MCW guys, you know. Uh, 
certainly, you know, Slexer was on, on the on the in the Herald yeah. Sun photo. Um, Brooksy, Adam Brooks, uh, from a female side. I mean, last weekend, um, uh, you know, Delta. It's hard not to to see her as a. It's very a, impressive. Yeah, Jessica Troy, um, but like, there's uh, big dude energy, right? Like, they're a very they're our boys. Uh, I love them. Like, and, and I and I and look, I know stuff won't suit every wrestling fan. I get that, but I, I do take a lens that you know it doesn't need to be a G product. But I do like the fact that if it appeals to kids as well as adults, you have a bigger market to play yeah. with. And you know, teams, you know, a team like that, um, they can turn I, it I up or turn it down. For the fans, well, regardless yeah. of who the, yeah, regarding we the, love a chant, what type we of love music, we love that entertainment. But yeah, it's part of the product. So I think, you know, those I'm I'm probably missing a heap of people here. Um, uh, that are you know some of the some of the guys that come out of um, Sydney have been really have been really impressive as well. So I'm you know I think there's the natural classics are a, like I look at them and go how how are they not performing at an international stage at the moment, right? And I think. So part of my focus is that, you know, there can be a bias, you know, not only straight too far away, but it's that, like, it's too hard. And, again, I'd look at that, you know, some of those guys and girls that I've just mentioned would easily be at the standard of uh, the, the wrestling, you know, the major wrestling brands. And I think that there's huge opportunities, again, and that's not being critical of the local brands because they're doing, you know, a great job. But I think if you can blend in something international with it, we know what that does, right? Well, it could be the wrestlers that compete against them or see them go, hey, you know, wish this 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 guy, this girl, this tag team, whoever should be um, should be back uh, in the US. Even to to again, we talk about you know whether it's ring announcers, commentators, you know, this industry here is um, incredibly impressive on all fronts. So I think it's um, yeah, but I don't want to leave anyone out. Caveman um, Oak, right? Caveman yeah. Oak was the one. At the at the baseball at the Aces game that you know my son wanted to follow and then he came back through the crowd and he was you know scared you know Sless and um and away we went right so it's there's a great it's just a great mix in this this country that um, I think is yeah undervalued and I know there's certainly some of the in the Perth and Adelaide promotions as well people yeah. that I'm not I haven't yeah. seen live yet. I think um, yeah, it would be would be part of that mix as well. Yeah, there's some in some other promotions in Victoria as well. So yeah, um, if, you, if you ever need me to send you a list, I'll send you a list. Look, <laughs> I said I'm happy for people to hit me up at the moment because I'm really like it's uh, I'm taking a very you know there, there'll be a limit at some point, but there's yeah. I want you're to gonna be need a lot of you're gonna need a lot of wrestlers for this. Well, and, and I think it's just. If people are talking about it and promoting and um, and advocating, like yeah, of course, at some point there becomes you know, how many can you fit in and the like. But like anything, that doesn't mean um, that it's all over and done with. I mean, again, I'd like to be able to create more than one event. So you know, there might be other ways to to do this moving forward. I, I just I'm just convinced that if a shot, uh, sorry, a spotlight is shone properly in this region, um, people will will look really differently at it and again i know we've got some great talent in all, all the wrestling companies internationally but yeah we should we should have more based on what i've seen and you know i think i've got a decent enough eye to it but um i, I do think the international part and again bit even that mainstream part can quite help elevate um companies and wrestlers um to to hopefully a better platform and i think the other great thing for you also cam is that uh people have voted with their feet that they enjoy great products in wrestling here in Australia. We had 90,000, 80,000, 90,000 people at the MCG. Every time WWE's come out to Rod Laver Arena or Brisbane Entertainment Centre or wherever they go in Sydney, it's always been sold out. So yeah, people yeah, have said, we want it, just give it to us. Yeah, we've got, and we've had those big, you know, big events WWE have done. I think, you know, WCW certainly one that I went to in the late 90s. Um, and I was there. I, I think that yeah, was when their product was bad and it still sold out. Yeah. Yeah, because of you know, we've almost been starved too much of it. And I think what what I'm trying to also work through with especially through through Nick and Mickey in particular and, and Conrad is, you know, of these other brands that we're we're also interested as well. Um, okay, maybe it's you know, impact wrestling doesn't need to do, you know, a a full week tour and 40 or 50 wrestlers and and it's and it's not an economically savvy model but again if there's the quality of what they bring here and um and deliver 
that, you know, I think the international wrestling brands will also see the opportunity for them in this market if it's done maybe a little bit differently. So whether it's through that sort of star cast model where they can highlight their champions, their storylines, you know, really engage in that. And that becomes a vehicle for their for their Australian uh, market or, as said, maybe it can spin off into some some other activities as well. I mean, New Japan have, have toured here in the past as well. But I think this market does want, you know, the serious content one way or another, not just sort of, you know, we'll do token stuff in Australia because the... The, the demand says they'd all say, like, we're in that top three, four, five um, viewership um, internationally. and But I think they've struggled a bit to, to well, yeah, that's a long, that's, it's a long way. It's a lot of cost. Mm. It's like, well, don't do what WWE did. That's that's great. They can fill the MCG. And all credit to them. It helps us all. If you're, if you're not that, then what's your fit? And that's probably why I've sort of, you know, it won't be necessarily exclusively regional, but I think there's a you know, an appetite that some of these good wrestling content could be really big in, and when we say regional, like, you know, big, big sort of regional markets that go, hang on, this is great. Fans will go, they're active. We've got great, you know, exposure for our cities and, and states. And um, so it's all about trying to find that that right mix. And um, I, again, for me, it's like, don't duplicate what WWE or Major League Baseball or the NFL or whoever NBA, whoever it might be, try and find a, a purpose fit model that um, that works for, for that particular product. I think it's a business model too, and and you obviously know from your time in previous sports governments, mm. like supporting uh, businesses that look after their regional areas. So yeah. Victoria, New South Wales, very much so Queensland, especially. You know, if, you know, if uh, we start talking about regional areas, governments are getting excited about that. And, and they've got good venues too. So that's the other thing. I think, um, you know, again, NBL's done a lot in that space, whether it's, you know, the sort of indoor basketball type type arenas. And, um, and look, at the end of the day, if you're going to do these events, you, you do have to try and focus on that exclusivity piece where you can. That's what that's what drives the outcome. And, you know, for for me, the, you know, getting into the weeds of the business model, the, you know, the... The more value you can create for the location, ideally the more funding you can secure, and therefore the better event that you can put on. And um, and I think that's really important as well. Uh, uh, and again, others will do do things differently, and you know, tour through through different cities. And and again, WWE can do that really well. Um, some of the other wrestling companies in Australia seem to have done that as well. You know, my my model is is more that real quality event, and that's probably why I tried to you know really use the Bathurst analogy is that. Mm. Bathurst is a major event, let alone a sporting event. Like it is, it is just a phenomenal event. Huge. Bathurst is probably not in the top thirty cities in Australia from a population um, perspective. But you imagine if they tried to take that event away from from Bathurst, another small, yeah, you know, store gift in Victoria. Again, a smaller event, but they become iconic in in these locations and. You look at some of our bigger regional, and I'm talking bigger regionals. They don't necessarily have that iconic event that they can go. You know, we we've got it every year, and and we're going to build on it, and we're going to make it bigger. And um, and I think that's um, I actually think wrestling can find you know different ways to do that in multiple places in Australia, which I think's you know hopefully the exciting bit for the industry here and and you know the international companies I've been talking to. I'd love to see 10,000 people camping at Starcast next year. That'd be fantastic. Oh, they do it at the Falls Festival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Music, music festivals are great. Yeah. Yeah. People just, you know, they're not they're not sort of caught up in the, you know, uh, we're not at, um, you know, Rod Labor Arena. Um, it's, uh, yeah. And I think even in the, I've even tried to, you know, do a bit of that research in the, in the, my, my mind started to, you know, phase a few things in and out. But, you know, some of the wrestling events, I know WCW did the, um, the one with all the bikies and I'm not, not necessarily proposing Sturgis. That it's Sturgis, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and it's like, you know, okay, is there, you know, is there other ways to, to you know, look at it? Maybe the, the, the supporting events, if you like. But from a, I think a StarCast type event, uh, the right city in this country will see, well, I know already the number are interested in someone who really goes, yeah, this is uh, wrestling fans. Is, we we want them coming to this city on a regular basis every year at roughly the same time of the year. So again, Bathurst V8, I I just think is um, a great example to aspire towards. 
And the good, the beauty of it is if it, if it kicks off and it becomes that annual event, it's like WrestleMania in Australia. And then you can have um, other companies running shows and, and everyone yeah. sort of running together and, and, and you're sort of lifting the entire industry. Yeah, hundred percent. And in the lead up too, you know, um, mm. it's such a creative industry that, um, you know, how Australian companies want to connect in can be in all sorts of different ways. And there's no reason that their events in the lead up can't have a narrative that links into to the to the Starcast event. Now we've had plenty of your time. We do appreciate it. A final question though, I don't think we've covered it yet in the interview. How did the association start between you and the three guys in the States? Yeah, so um, that is a good question. So I think this is the first time I've told this story. Um, so an exclusive. Uh, over the last twelve. Don't months, tell it again. Just once. Yeah, just here. Just just here. <laughs> so over the last twelve months, um, as I've been really thinking about this idea and building it, and um, uh, the Linda McMahon in my life, my wife was able to accept that I was going down this path. Um, we, I, I've done a couple of trips to the to. Uh, US and Japan, and so I went to a NWA event in Knoxville, one of their um, pay-per-views earlier this year, and I'd sort I'd connected with the NWA guys, and um, uh, so I was sort of you know, keen to catch up. And Nick was um, part of maybe four or five people that I was in, in contact with. Anyway, I saw the event. Um, we were looking to lock something in, you know, the next day or two, and I just saw Nick uh, Nick Aldis leaving. Uh, you know, he'd finished his his main event match. Uh, we had connected, I think, maybe once on on a Zoom or, or something like that, and uh, I thought, oh, look, I sh- he's here. Like, what's the protocol? I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, yeah, I was about 100 metres 100 meters behind him. I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a move. And he was moving quick, and I thought, geez, I better get into a gallop here. This is, you know, not going <laughs> to work. So, um, yeah, I spoke to him. Uh, obviously, you know, he knew... I'd been reaching out and I said, I think we connected maybe once, maybe we hadn't at that point. Um, and uh, it sort of started from there. We had a good chat and then he stayed, you know, in touch and we we sort of, we built it from there. He um, he knows Mickey James, uh, obviously. and Pretty um, well, yeah. Yeah, pretty well. And, uh, and then uh, introduced me to Conrad. And so it really built from there. But the main thing, you know, and I give Nick, you know, full credit for this. He, um, yeah, I've met a lot of people in wrestling internationally and, you know, everyone's, Good, but some are more professional than others, and and he's at the top of the chain as far as you know, interest in Australia, interest in doing something different. Um, but the big, big cut through thing is he's interested in doing something um, on a sustainable basis. So yeah, but it was hunting him down in in Knoxville, and um, yeah, just making that split to sec- second decision to go. Well done. Like, I think we meant to connect up, but I, I don't want to take a chance here. Yeah. And I just took off after him and. You know, a British man and an Australian man connected and, you know, it's not a true love story after that, but it's a story. Yeah, that's a great story too. And thank you for breaking it here on the turnbuckle. Maybe we'll keep in touch throughout 2023 as the uh, event starts to get close and we start to get some names and the like. We thank you so much, mate, for uh, getting out there and having the vision, I suppose, to put something like this together and, and get it all going. And hopefully the next 12 months isn't too painful for you. No, I'm looking looking forward to it and uh, really appreciate you guys having me on. It's, um, it's good to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, because it'd been, yeah, I was obviously keen to keep it under wraps until we, we did what we did last week. But um, now, yeah, really keen. And, and, yeah, been encouraged by people reaching out. It's, um, yeah, you can't sell a secret, I say. So it's, yeah. um, if you've got something good and you want to raise it to me, it's, um, hey, go for it. Good on you, mate. Ken Vale joining us here. The StarCast Australia Connection, I think we'll call it that for the moment. And uh, as I said, we'll keep in touch with him right here on the turnbuckle. Well, Cam was pretty good, but I'm a bit. I'm, don't well, know no, Cam was very good. But where's Lyle? I don't know. I'm actually really worried. Well, here's the thing. Uh, oh, what? do you want to call him? Or do you well, want me to call, you call him? Well, I can't call him. I haven't got his number. <laughs> don't you have his number? No, I haven't. I'll just get in touch with him on Messenger. Can you call it? Yeah, of course. Oh. This is going to be very funny. Hello? Hey, mate. Yeah. Where are you? In the bus. You're in the bus. What? You're meant to be here recording a podcast at Tony's. Yes, correct. It is yeah, Monday exactly. Night. That's what we said. We're going to be recording Monday night. Yes, 
We're together at my place recording the podcast. He reminded us yesterday. Cam Vale. We had him on as our interview this week. We just interviewed him then, mate. You just interviewed him. We have just interviewed him then. Because you weren't here. We couldn't keep him waiting. Let me check my check messenger. Are you uh you are we going to do join us? We're recording this, by the way. (laughs) I'm in the bath. Can you get out of the bath and jump on Zoom? Are you fucking kidding? No, you have to speak up. Fucking idiot. We'll see you in a sec. Um, can you believe this? No, I can't believe it. <laughs> now we have to. I actually thought he had an accident or something because we hadn't heard. Maybe he did have an accident. That's why he's had to have a bath. Um, uh, he's going to join us in a sec. Do we have to fill or can we pause? No, I'm going to pause and then we'll come back with him in just uh, a few minutes. Who knows how long I want him to draw pants on. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to intermission. <laughs> Joins us on Zoom after uh, uh Lyle, can, himself. Can you put a top on? Well, I just I'm in a rush. I'm a bit I'm a bit, a bit frazzled to be honest. I'll uh can yeah, you me if you've got pants on? When did you message me? I want to see if you got pants on. Can no, I, I, very I don't rarely suppose you've done it. the run sheet then? Someone would have done the run sheet, surely. No. I didn't even message today. Hey, what do we got for the run sheet? That should have been a red flag. We just thought that you were ignoring us. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a new job, and I yeah, I have been ignoring a lot of people. All right, well, let's get on with it because uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, but I did, I did respond to each. Uh, yep, you definitely responded you. when I said that we were recording Monday. You sounded excited about it. I yeah. was. I said, "Great get, looking yeah. forward to it." When oh. I, I'll be honest. I seen the pictures of the wrestling figures Tony sent. I late last night. I seen them in the morning because I was in bed pretty. Well, I was in bed all day Sunday because I was hungover. Yeah, so I didn't even. I didn't even roll up, scroll up to see. Hey, yeah. you guys coming over? Yeah, that's on me, obviously. Well, who else are we going to blame? So there you go. It started for me. I've got myself four little action figures that I picked up from the market, five bucks each. That's a good deal. You might have good overpaid. Deal. Oh, you had. Oh, we've got, I've got John Cena. Mysterio. We've got Mysterio. I've got Booker T and I've got Kane. The Kane one, though, you can actually change his head. His head, like, goes into his body. Okay, but to, to, be fair, head. to be fair, Tony asked me if it was Kane. Oh. <laughs> well, he hasn't got his mask on. <laughs> He's got Kane pants on and Kane's head. Well, that's why I asked, because it looked like him. But he, Does yeah. it look like Mayor Kane head? Well, it would be like if well, he I looks like an of, asshole. So yes, it'd be like yeah, if okay. I saw one of the uh, the bastard brothers without his mask on. Uh, Kane's not very that handsome man. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't recognise him in the street. I wouldn't know him. Very, very handsome man, Gore. You you would know by the because you'd fall in love with him. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. There's a reason he wears a mask. It's not to cover ugliness. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I believe that William Regal is returning. To the WWE, is that true? Yeah, the reports that he's going to start in the new year. So he's signed a three-year deal with, but it had a clause that if he wanted to go back, he could. So I think someone might have flagged this um, yeah. quite some time ago. Why well, now, now that Jules, when he was... oh, let's put it this way: I don't congratulate other people. <laughs> Congratulations, well, she uh, Triple H is oh. um, William Regal's going back with one of his best friends, Triple H. Yeah, it was hard to call, wasn't it? Yeah. It was hard to predict. <laughs> hey, if my best friend takes over because his bro- uh, father-in-law 
is embroiled in a sex scandal, that has to be in the contract for my get out clause. To be fair though, I mean, if Tony was starting a wrestling company, I'd and I was well employed with another wrestling company, there's no way I'd be going to Tony's company. Why not? Because you'd probably run it into the ground. No. I, I'll be honest, Tony. If I was doing that, I would definitely have the sex clause get out of jail free card <laughs> with you as well. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, good on regular. He probably doesn't like all the travel. He probably just wants an office job. But he, he hasn't been shy about hiding the fact that, you know, he's been sick uh, and stuff. So, yeah. And he got you know, sick of one of his best friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did actually. Um, so, yeah. Then MJF um, got sick of him. Yeah. Bloody villains. Can't yeah. trust them. Uh, WWE Network to booze on Foxtel and Binge this week. Excited, Tony? And I'm just excited that I'm not going to have to pay for the WWE Network anymore. It's going to save yeah, me some money. Just get it on Binge. Tony, you probably still pay $140 for Foxtel a month. No, no, I haven't, Foxtel, I haven't had Foxtel for 12 months. What if they But brought... I've got Binge. <laughs> <laughs> for like two years, mate. Everyone knows that you exaggerate, so it's probably been three months. Uh, seriously, we, <laughs> Tony, all look, my sport I just watch on KO. But Tony, that's the yeah. only thing I had Foxtel for. But Tony, you, you go to the post office still to pay your bills. Uh-huh. <laughs> the news agent. <laughs> a lot of the post office too. I'm pretty. Last time I was in the studio, Tony, I'm pretty sure I still got a bank book. You still got a bank book. He's got and, that dollar. If you last time we were in the studio, you probably noticed that I don't pay too many bills. Well, <laughs> you notice you don't pay your parking bills. No, that's true. Exactly. Well, uh, the fourth well, reminder God, was a dead giveaway. Well, if God wanted us to pay for parking, we all would have been born with change. Well, that's the, the first bill. The, the first fine was probably card. a small change. You can pay with your phone, Tony. Don't even need a wallet. Well, can I just say, don't send out freaking parking officers on a public holiday to book me. Tony's not paying for parking unless there's South a meter, Melbourne unless Council, there's a meter meter around. Whoever you are, yeah, get stuffed. <laughs> Probably, you, you've gone from it was a fifty dollar parking fine. Now it's a three hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, yeah, and, and he somehow summons. he somehow lost demerit points. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, where'd you park? It was disabled. You put no, the limp no, on, on the, the way right, back. It was the right lane of the Westgate Freeway when he ran out of petrol. <laughs> no. It was just down the road from South Melbourne Market Actually, in a one-hour park I or believe something. it was in St Kilda. No, it wasn't. No, you the South Melbourne Market, Tony. You weren't yeah. going How many Tim Sims the were road, you? were you? I was going to get Tim Sims. I was enjoying no, you them. You were going and across the road. I had the Tim Sims, I had the paella. Yeah. How many donuts did you get? Well... And then I went down the back of South Melbourne Market and had some beautiful sushi and yeah, like, fish. No wonder, you, no wonder you were caught for parking too long. You couldn't fit back the in the front car to the fruit market because the fruit market's beautiful. Well, you would have avoided that like the plague. No, I love fruit. Uh, there would have been toffee apples there. <laughs> That's fruit, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, banana purple's, fritters somewhere. Purple's a fruit. <laughs> he got a jam donut there. The, the jam was raspberry. Oh, good Spanish donuts at the South Melbourne. And it was raspberry jam in the donut. Good yeah. Spanish donuts at the South Melbourne. Oh, making me hungry. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, second dinner. Quick thoughts on WWE Survivor Series. Uh, it was good it was that okay. they mixed it up. Yeah. It was passable. You know, a little bit of hit and miss. Although I thought it dragged on in between matches a little bit. Too many. Buddy, I don't want to see all the promos and the vignettes. Um, telling the story with Sammy and Roman, I didn't mind that because it was you know, getting where that story needed to go. Well, the match told a story, so it was important. Yeah, no, no. So, like, you link that all together. It was more like, I don't, what do I want to see a bloody ad about The Miz? So I, I enjoyed those vignettes about the wrestlers that weren't appearing more than the build-up vignettes. Yeah, well, yeah. Personally. The build-up, the build-up, one, okay, because I was watching it live because it was a Sunday pay-per-view for us, which we got lucky on. Um, so I didn't know all the stories. It's handy, but geez, they don't have to drag on. It was 12 to 15 minutes in between every match. All right. Old man and the yells first match was... I really enjoyed the triple threat. Yeah. Oh, no, that was amazing. Yeah, with Lashley, Rollins, and Austin Theory. Theory. I thought that yep. was fantastic. I really love the ending. Good. 
it was a very Pat, Pat, Patterson-esque ending. Um, and I really, so I really enjoyed that. The war game matches were fine. I don't think they hold a candle to the NXT ones that they ran. And I, I think maybe when you're booking them, just get the hungry wrestlers in there. Um, yeah. but, but they were, they, they were both perfectly fine. I enjoyed like the men's one was wall to wall storytelling. The, uh, it hasn't been the same since Chicago. It's gone downhill. What the, the musical Chicago. No, no. I didn't enjoy it. Was in Chicago. But since Jordan oh, no, it was Lance a better, it was a better show than the old brand versus brand. Oh, like, that was yeah, step rubbish. Forward. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think Triple H said in the post-show press conference, the way he wants to book is if the story deserves a Hell in a Cell or something yeah. like that. You know, it's not going to have a Hell in a Cell pay per view or a War Games pay per view anymore. Yeah, you know, you'll have your Elimination Chamber because that's a a title shot. But well, yeah, he said he hasn't that. decided where War Games will land yet. Yeah, so um, that, and that's cool, like because these were, you know, wedged into this pay per view, but it had Survivor Series needed to be tried to be spiced up, been uh, flat for a few years. Yeah, but I think um, definitely seeing um, Hell in a Cell matches just being for the end of a blood feud will be an improvement because just all right, who's going to be the Hell in a Cell this? Because we've got to have it. It yeah, it's not as good. No, um, but why can't you have a Hell in a Cell at Mania? Because that's the only way that these two guys can sort out their problems. That's what you want. Yep, that's right. This is our last show for the year, boys. Which is a bit sad that we weren't all together to appreciate <laughs> it. Well, I mean, if someone had uh, yeah, attended his own, imagine not attending your own show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway, that's all right. But uh, so I, I pose the question to you as it is our last show. What question are without you... notice? Great. Well, every question is without notice, isn't it? Well, usually I'm prepared. That question is. I'm never prepared. Uh, what are we looking forward to in 2023 locally? I'm getting married. So I'm looking yeah, forward I'm, to that. I'm looking forward to that too. I'm looking forward to the Bucks party. Yes, oh. I'm looking forward to that. Only one of you is invited. I'm definitely looking well, it's forward to it. has got to be the MC. Sure. Well, it's the one who I think will turn up. That's right. MC Lyle. That's <laughs> no, all yours, buddy. Nah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I was, I'll MC the Bucks party um, after one o'clock. Oh, just consistency. Consistency. Build, build on this year. Yeah, locally. That's what I'm looking forward to next year. Having uh, you know, a few internationals come out for the bigger... Bigger shows, um, you know, Starcast. No, exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to Starcast. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to 19 more promotions starting with untrained wrestlers. Specifically in Melbourne, or yeah, all in Melbourne. It or no, no, Victoria, Greater Victoria. Yeah. Um, some of them will be in the country. No, look, yeah. um, to be serious, um, I'm looking forward to next year being a year of growth. I feel like yeah. we've got through that initial post-COVID period and um, I'm enjoying what a lot of the promotions are doing like MCW, Renegades, um, even down Mayhem Way, um, PCW, Wrestle Rock and then Interstate, PWA, um, the guys in Queensland are kicking goals, mm. guys in Adelaide at RCW and um, Wrestle Rampage and then EPW in Perth. Like, I think it's going to be a year of growth for all of those companies. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to a promotion. But you're going to start one? Yeah. No, no, okay. getting to one. Getting to oh, one. Get, just getting to a show. Just getting to a show. Uh, and then uh, being allowed in once he gets yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to our stars actually becoming bigger stars. We've got some yep. amazing stars here in Australian wrestling, and I think that uh, – 2023 could be a year where they just start to really shine. So there'll be a lot of spotlight if with things like Starcast and that sort of on the Australian local scene. So let's just hope that that uh, can help some of them get to the heights that they were probably going to get to I think, a um, couple of years ago. Didn't Stephanie McMahon flag there's going to be another stadium show in Australia and possibly next yeah, year? Yeah, another pay-per-view. You know, so that's good. I know for this time, don't spend four to $500 tickets to sit on the MCG. Just spend eighty dollars sit in the grandstand and you know get uh, get drunk like B West and you have a great time. 
Yeah, I'll be trying to scab free tickets personally, yeah. but <laughs> Ron, it's what I do. But, you've been working with Tony for a while. Too long. Well, uh, as, the, as the main beneficiary of it. Let's have a look at what's happening in the world of wrestling here in Australia this weekend. Friday the 9th of December, Newey Pro, Deck the City Hall. Them too. That's another promotion that I'm looking forward to growth from. Newey Pro, yeah. Uh, at the Newcastle City Hall. Saturday the 10th of December, Mayhem Pro, Relentless Rumble at the Bacchus Marsh Public Hall. JXT, JXT says he's going to be a participant in that rumble. No, he didn't. No, he's not. Didn't know no, he what said he he's said? Not wrestling. No, he said he's not wrestling. No, he's going to make people happy, he said. Oh, by not wrestling. Is that what you're saying? I don't saying? know. No, I'm just, I'm just I don't know. Josh is JXT is not wrestling in that moment. <laughs> worry him walking up the steps. Yeah, correct. Uh, Josh Extreme, however. Super, oh. Suplex. Suplex presents tables, ladders, and chairs number two at South Merriweather in Merriweather. AWF. Collision in Katoomba. Love Katoomba. Fantastic place in the Blue Mountains. At the Katoomba Sports Centre in New South Wales. TCW Decimation at the Alphen Sports Centre. VCW Christmas Chaos at the Ashbury. Is that Vulcans promotion? Yeah, Bad Vulcans, yeah. Championship wrestling. Uh, at the Ashbury Panacardian Club in Ashbury. PWA Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm, it is right. a Christmas. Definitely a Christmas yeah. 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 Of ho course ho it is. ho! I have a machine gun. What's yeah. not forget the Christmas tree in the lobby? It's not hundred percent. It's happening old. Christmas Eve. It's at a Christmas party. There's yeah. they're all doing coke. Yeah. yeah. So there's snow. What, what Christmas you would be near Tony? It's, yeah. Yeah. Next next year we saying it's not an action movie as well. Anyway, PWA show Die Hard is it's a also a romance. Is at the and factory a... theater in Maryville, New South Wales. Yep. And PCW, Christmas Chaos in Ferntree Gully. That's pretty much this weekend done and dusted, and probably for most of the promotions this year done and dusted as well. Yep. And um, our good friends on the Chatflix podcast are doing a list of Christmas movies this December, if you want to check those out. And Die Hard will be there. Pay a special attention to the episode they do on Santa with Muscles. Oh, now that's a Christmas. The greatest movie. Christmas movie. Yeah. Did I did I miss one of them on the run sheet there, Tony? Well, no. no promotion doing Wrestle Kingdom in December up in Queensland or anything? No, I didn't see no Wrestle no. Kingdom. Oh no, that'll be January, sorry. Yeah. No, no, he's now looking. Yeah, no, there's no Wrestle Kingdom there. <laughs> no Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, fair enough. There'll no, be Wrestle be Kingdom month. on January four. Yeah. For those that are um interested. Okay. Uh, that's it, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Two thousand and twenty. Has it? Oh, it's been. It's definitely been. Two thousand twenty-two yeah. has definitely been. It's been fun having you back in our studio. Well, yeah, one it has of us. been hey, the great. The studio's actually great. clean today too. I know. Oh. It's actually quite amazing. I did it for Lyle. I can see his dirty clean. shoes in the background there, Tony. Can I just say, you move a very subjective term when it's coming to the studio. <laughs> the, the floor's not been swept. The table's clean though. Oh, well, that's well, okay. My pussy on the floor There's less junk on the table. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. We're moving into the new studio once we come this back is, next year. The old oh, studio is now stay, is the I new studio. Oh, it's gone. Oh, that's right. Yep. Aesthetically, yep. it's better, I believe. Yeah. With this non-visual medium. Mm. Yeah. Rougher. And yeah. I don't know if I can move Elvis into the other room. I'm not sure you can lift the table. But you've got two sons in there. We'll work it out. And two others yeah. that aren't there. We'll see what's the best. You get the four of them here for a working bee. Christmas yep. Eve. Here for yeah, Christmas. Well, you can't That's put them to, to work on their Christmas Eve. Well, they put me to work. We're doing all the cooking and all that. But you love doing that. Yeah, I know. Something I'm complaining. Anyway, Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank yes. you. Um, yeah. Thanks for supporting yeah. us this year. We've enjoyed seeing people posting and telling us that we were on their Spotify top podcast list and stuff like oh, that. That means a lot. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who listened. If it's every week or if it's one week, we really appreciate it. And if Christmas yep. isn't your thing, change religions. Or don't have one. Yep. Or just don't have one. Yeah. You can still celebrate Christmas and not. Yeah, it's cool. Well, can you? Well, I do. Well, you celebrate a public holiday with your family and friends. and well, a family together. day. But yeah, thanks family for all the promotions. Day. 
thanks for all the promotions, the support, you know, the workers, the guys and girls getting on. Yeah. Thank you very much. Lyle's going to get emotional. Folks, he's going to cry. I know. And I'm going to cry. If he I cries, would have cried if cry. I was in the studio. In my basket. I will uh, say thank you to you all. And we look forward to catching up with you in 2023. All 10 of you look forward to that. Catch you then. <laughs>